Welcome to an episode of Cool Takes, the story screen podcast that happens. Ooh, chilly. Uh, the story screen podcast that happens infrequently enough. Uh, not as regular, not as regular as our other shows, but regular enough. Uh, it's it's kind of a retrospective. It's usually, you know, we do a, a duo of folks are hosting the episode, and one person hasn't seen the movie, and by one person, it's almost always me. Almost always me. Sometimes it's not. Uh, I haven't seen a lot of movies, but I'm joined by someone who's seen many, many movies. I'm joined by I, Mike Burge. I've seen a lot of the movies. Hello. You've seen many. You've seen many. Yeah. Most of them, maybe. <laughs> I I don't know. I mean, what is most? There's so many. I mean, how many like... Uh, I guess you'd have to be over 50% of the movies, which I haven't, but, you know. I feel like you're probably extremely well-versed in... American cinema and then some other regions, but maybe there's some other country where it's like, yeah, I haven't seen any Ukrainian movies. I, mm-hmm. I don't know anything about those. I don't, yeah, know, I don't know. I don't know where your weak spot. I don't know what your, your kryptonite is. <laughs> your Zoom looks really weird today, too. It looks like you're getting face swapped. Like it looks like your really? face is on someone else. It looks. Hey, is that is that really you? It might be because you got me. like the hoodie up. It could be that. I mean, yeah. right now you, you look, look good great. On my end. You I, look great. I look fine on my end. Um, mm-hmm. It's a it's a late night on a Monday. We're here to, to talk about a, a feel good movie, one of the feel most feel good movies of uh, eight uh, eighteen of eighteen eighty seven. Eighteen eighty seven, back in the day, uh, nineteen eighty seven. We're talking about a John Hughes joint, the second I think John Hughes movie I've covered on Cool Takes. So that's kind yeah. of exciting. Uh, but we're talking uh, planes, trains, and automobiles. For Thanksgiving. For Thanksgiving. It is a Thanksgiving. It's like one of it's the few Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving movies. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. my favorite Thanksgiving movie. And uh, I mean, one, from one of my choose from. <laughs> one of my favorite movies of all time. Uh, What's, I, I love this movie. There's the one uh, trauma movie. That's a that's a Thanksgiving movie, right? Are isn't you talking like, about like like Killer Turkey or something? Yeah, like Thanks that, Killing or something isn't that like that. Like a yeah. trauma movie. There's one yeah. like that, and uh, Home for the Holidays is also a pretty good Thanksgiving okay. movie. Yeah, there you go. Um, yeah, so yeah, Burge uh, asked me to talk about this this episode for for our members uh, because we are showing it at the theater very soon, and uh, yes, you know he likes seeing me watch these movies, and I like watching yes. them. Yeah. Uh, so you know. It, if you haven't seen Plane, Trains, and Automobile, you should, because we're going to spoil it. But um, uh, I like this movie. It's cute. It's cute. It's funny. It seems like the... Uh, it seems very similar to many movies I've seen, mm-hmm. but this seems to be the uh, the beginning of it. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of, like, you know, Tommy Boy yes. in this movie, uh, or especially for you, there's a lot of Hangover. In this movie, I was thinking oh, while I was yeah, watching it, there, there's kind of like, you know, the bumbling oafs, uh, one thing after another keeps happening while they're trying to get something done. Um, 
It's yeah. uh, this is uh, I watch this movie every year around Thanksgiving. It is my go to Thanksgiving movie. Uh, I love watching it. It never gets old. Uh, I'm really excited to force you to watch it again next year because the oh, thing boy. about planes, trains, and automobiles is it gets better every time you watch it because you notice little things. Yeah. And I was really once I found out that you hadn't seen it, just like most other movies, when I find out you haven't seen them. But very, more particularly with this one, I was really excited to get your fresh opinion on it because it is a movie that, uh, for me, is inarguably just like a masterpiece of road comedy. Um, it's one of the best Steve Martin performances. It's one of the best John Candy performances. It's one of the best John Hughes movies. Um, it's just a fucking great movie. I have so much fun every time I watch it. Watching it again for this uh, earlier today, I was just like, God damn it, this is fucking great. I fucking love this. It's it's one of the few movies that actually makes me laugh out loud, um, period, let alone the fact that I've seen it over and over again and I know the jokes are coming and I know what they're going to be, but it still just gets me every time. Like, in specific moments, it's just a, it's, it's a go-to for me. It's a feel-good movie. I think it's it's one of the most harmless movies I've ever seen too where all it's trying to do is pull at your heartstrings and make you feel like man aren't you happy that these guys are buds like that's really the whole movie it's like aren't you glad these guys worked it out and like got their shit together and that they're buds Yeah I mean I was happy they're buds the movie was like you know not knowing uh what kind of movie it was again cuz I've seen Ferris Bueller's Day Off That was I like get you know, mm-hmm. as as far as like John Hughes movies goes, I haven't seen Breakfast Club. I got I got to go down that rabbit hole more. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I didn't expect this movie to uh, be as like crass as it was. Oh yeah, which was oh, like yeah. which was oh, which yeah. was cool. Yeah, oh, yeah. I, it's, I, I enjoyed it. Uh, I was talking to D about it, and it's a lot like Breakfast Club, where it's like it's an R rated movie, where really the R rating only comes in because of the the language, and it's because that's how people talk. Like in Breakfast yeah. Club, it's like that's how kids talk. They swear and curse and talk about profane things. And even in, in this, this movie, like, there's like there's really like one section to me that pushes it into the R rating, and it's it's the fuck line or the fuck monologue, which at is the, at the car yeah, scene, which, which is, is great. fucking great because yeah. we've it's all awesome. been there. You've yeah. all wanted to do like it's like uh, I I refer to it as like it's like what you say in your car when no one else is around like what you would say to someone like yeah. I'm just gonna fucking call them up I'm just gonna fucking say how fucking dare you who do you think I I fucking know what you're doing like it's yeah. it's so good and to actually see somebody present it but then it just gets thrown back in his face you know mm-hmm. it, it's like and it's like little moments like that speckled all throughout you know it's just like you know for like joke per minute kind of thing like how they just keep it going and the fact that the movie has so much heart as well i think this is just one of the most one of the most sensitive movies you know where it's like it feels like you could hurt this movie's feelings because it's being so open about what it's talking about and it's being so plain about what its intentions are to just make you laugh and make you have a good time and make you maybe a little sad and and think about some stuff like it's it's just like a, a very simple, slick, clean hour, 38 minutes of mm-hmm. just some good Thanksgiving rollicking. Yeah. I mean, you know, the way the movie kind of uh, slowly presents, it's like 
I mean, like, John Candy's character is great for, for reasons that are obvious, but also, like, you know, you, you learn by the end whether you figure it out at the end when they tell you or you kind of start to figure it out as the movie goes along, but you, you find out that his his wife's been, been gone for 80 years and he's and he's very sad. And he's but, homeless. Um, and he's homeless, yeah. Like, I, I love that reveal at the end where it's just like, no, he's home, like, and it's, they don't go too dark into it, but you're just like, yeah, no, this guy is homeless. And you yeah. and it redefines the rest of the movie. Like you, you realize like oh, when he was selling all those shower rings and stuff, like he's done that before. Like that's how he makes money, yeah. you know. And he's just being very coy about it because he doesn't want to. He doesn't like ultimately. I I feel like he doesn't want to make Steve Martin think like he has to take care of him or anything. He's like, I can take care of myself. I don't need your sympathy. And it only is finally revealed because he's kind of forced to like not be ashamed of it and just say what it is because they've grown so close together. These people that couldn't have been further apart and Steve Martin, who has every reason to like, not like this guy, you know, yeah. like it's, it's a very sweet movie. It's uh, I love it. It is very sweet. It's, it's surprising to think about the, the movies that came after it. And I'm trying to, I mean, maybe you know better than me, but like, is this the first time? Like you know, there's get him to the Greek. There's uh that uh, there's the one with Zach Galifianakis and Robert Downey Jr. There's uh due date. Due yeah, so date. you're talking about like road comedies and stuff. Road yeah. comedies, but but specifically like the dual lead road comedy, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, and that's like I feel like I mean this is one of the earliest like, iterations I yeah. can think of. I mean, you have things like especially if you're thinking about comedy as like the road genre because like the road movie is its own genre and then you have like road horrors like near dark you have like you have road dramas or road indies like easy rider but road comedies are like a very specific thing you know like you got a lot of the old burt reynolds car movies and stuff um you know right around this same time you've got things like thelma and louise which are going to come out which Mm -hmm. are like road comedies and uh, something that's very similar, like Tommy Boy, which is like, you know, you get a lot of like David Spade, Chris Farley energy from this movie, too. If, if you're if it's like if you're someone like yourself that has seen Tommy Boy, but hasn't seen planes, trains and automobiles, there's a lot of the DNA of Tommy Boy in this movie. Yeah, I mean, that's that's, you know, kind of what I was so surprised about as I was watching. I was just like, wow, this had to have inspired like half of. The con- like, like it, it's a very specific genre of movie that I never really thought about, or like subgenre of movie. You know, I mean, like, yeah, Hangover is like kind of that too, but it's a little bit like Hangover is like a little bit different because there's kind of more, totally, yeah, you know, more of an ensemble cast. It's, it's less focused on like the two, and then you have you know the idea of having like the straight man and then the you know the insane person kind of yeah. like that classic like comedy there. But yeah, I, I, I thought the performances are great. Um I didn't realize I, I you know I'm not a huge uh, I don't know I didn't know a ton about John Candy but then I realized I was, I'm a huge Spaceballs fan I'm like oh of course yeah, and this is the same year as Spaceballs barf. yeah yeah, yeah. And I was like oh, this shit. is like the this is like John Candy has been around for about ten years now and even earlier than that like with SCTV and um, he's been like in a lot of movies popping up and stuff but this mm. really is like the year that kind of jettisons him into superstardom with space balls and planes, trains and automobiles. Like, and he dies in 1994. He dies. Yeah, seven he's years not, after this he's not around for a lot longer. And he's not around for a lot, but he, he pumps out like three, four movies a year. Um, his IMDB is absolutely insane. Yeah, Once you hit these movies, it just like, da, 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 da. And then, you know, 1994, that's his last film. Yeah. Yeah. He was, uh, it seemed like he was working. And then, uh, yeah. And even Steve Martin, like, 
uh, he's great. He's great in the movie. Uh, the little Kevin Bacon cameo at the beginning. Don't I was like, oh, he's, I was like, he's gonna come back, and I was like, oh, he didn't. No, he doesn't. Isn't that great? <laughs> yeah, and I that, think like there's a structure he's still to he's it. like a big deal. At he's that a huge point. deal at that point. He's done. Yeah, Footloose that's so hit. funny. It's just yeah. he got John Hughes. Like he was like, yeah, you want to be in it for just this scene and be this guy, and that's one of those things that's like you know they didn't know they were doing what they were doing with this movie when they made it. And it's yeah. only gotten better with age. And so now when you sit down to watch Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, it's an hour and a half. You're in and you're out. It's a nice, you know, that's how long it takes to make of the mashed potatoes or whatever. And yes, it's a it's movie amazing. that everybody can watch because kids can watch it. And there's just some language. But for the most part, it's kind of goofy and funny. And uh, yeah, there's nothing like too overtly sexual. There's nothing too crass. Yeah. No. And no. uh it's like you start out with that scene with uh, with Kevin Bacon and you're just like, ah, Kevin Bacon. Who doesn't like Kevin Bacon? Oh, I love this movie. And it just puts you in such a good mood for the rest of the movie to happen. And then you just start getting all of the interactions that happen between um, Neil and Dell, like with tripping over the suitcase, him stealing the, the, the cab by accident. And yeah. there's one moment in the movie and it hits me every time. And it hit me again this time, and I always forget it's coming up. And then it happens, and I go, oh, that's right. This 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 shot hits me every time and reminds me that this is not only a fun movie that I like to watch on Thanksgiving. This movie is a fucking masterpiece of just, like, good movie making. And it's the shot when... Uh, Neil is looking at Dell, and they haven't spoken yet. Oh, it's, and he and sees it, him across the way, him, has the, uh, and it cuts to him yeah. with the cab. I had a feeling making the face, but it's like still the same background. Like it's it's they're not they're using the... the shot of the mm. memory. It's they've put the cab door in front yes. of John Candy, and they're had still him in the, uh, the air, the air yeah. the airport. Yeah, yeah, yeah and that, scene, that is really good. You're just like that's fucking great. They they. Brought the cab door in as the prop on set that day mm. and shot that. And it's little stuff like that. It, like when they both turn into skeletons when they go between the trucks. And then all of a sudden he's laughing and he's dressed up in like a kid's costume, devil costume. Yes. He's like laughing at him. <laughs> and then like he's bent the steering wheel all the way down and his and, and Neil's they fingers like, are in the... You're just yeah. like... it's It's such heightened comedy that takes place in like a realistic world where real where real choices have real consequences. You speed, you get pulled over by a cop, you're, mm-hmm. you're, you leave your wallet in the car, it melts all the credit cards. Like There's all these like realistic things, but then there's also these fun cartoony touches that they never embellish too much, but I think give so much heart and attitude to the yeah. movie. It I just blows me away. Yeah, I mean, those moments are really good. And, and like, you know, I think it's the right amount of that in the movie. It's probably like the perfect amount. I sure. would have liked more because I just like... That zany kind of shit. Oh yeah, you're a goofy but boy. Yeah. I'm a goofy guy. You're I like that stuff. Guy, yeah. But you know, there's plenty. You know, I can find that somewhere else. But yeah, I do think it's like the appropriate amount in this movie. Um, and yeah, it's really it's it is really touching just to see their relationship kind of grow and and just see them become you know hetero life partners. Even though I do by the end of the movie, I I was imagining a world where where they invite Dell into their marriage. And they and they become, you know, it's it's not Uncle Dell to the to the kids. It's it's other dad now, and they just oh. have a nice 
uh, menage the trois to the end of their day. <laughs> I, I mean, you are you are a sexy time boy too. Like it's you, it's you... less it's less about sexy time and more about polyamory, and that's what I was oh, seeing I see. in yes. that scene. It's more mm-hmm. about romance, yeah. of course. Of course, they bone. How could she not? These two studs of comedic of talent. How could yeah, she yeah, not? Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. but little, to me, little, to me, fried I, chicken and some waffles. Yeah, I gotcha. saw, I saw love. I saw love in there. Yeah, I that's, think that's that the future I imagine for the family. I, I love the uh, the progression too. Like they they never oversimplify it. I think it's insanely realistic. You know, like the movie is very sincere in its realism and then heightened in its comedy, and it balances that so well. And I think that's what makes it so unique because I can't think of another movie that does it so well. Um, yeah. Like they. Like, they don't like each other at first. And, like, all right, they have to work together. And then, oh, God, he's being so annoying in bed. And Steve Martin just jumps out and he just, like, he just dickifies him. He's just like, I, I, I'm i a dick and I'm about to unleash it on you. Like, you're yeah. a piece of shit. No one fucking likes you. You fucking act like you're this nice guy, but you are annoying every single person you talk to. I can guarantee you that. It's yeah. and you just get this big Steve Martin style kind of rant stand up routine, and then it's immediately hit with one of the greatest monologues in movie history. Uh, and I think about it all the time, and I think it very much is uh, a, a a a grounded root in my soul of the confidence that I have in myself and what I think of myself, even when other people are kind of putting me down about something. It's, it's just like, he's got that, that great monologue that if you've seen the movie at least once, you know exactly what I'm talking about is where it's like, I like me, my wife likes me, you know, people like me because I'm the genuine article. What you see is what you get. I'm not faking anything. So at the end of the day, at least I know that I'm comfortable with who I am because it's not a show. And it's and it it kind of like you get that music hits up that that great like bum bum bum, and they just get back into bed because Steve Martin realizes he's like I'm in the wrong I've been a dick, this guy might be annoying and a bit of an oaf but he's got a good heart and I can trust him, and then it's immediately hit with did you steal my money, because like they get robbed and then it's yeah. like maybe we should separate. And they get at each other's faces a little bit and you see that Dell is an actual person and that he can have his feelings hurt and he's not just an oaf. Like there's layers to these characters and they change moods depending on how the other one is treating them. And yeah. it kind of really shakes up the whole like, you know, straight man, big oaf dynamic. And I think it, that makes for super entertaining movie watching. Yeah. Well, it's, it's good that, you know, the movie doesn't end with them being friends like that that they get there earlier yes. so you get to see how they get to be friends and what yes. that looks like and, and, it, and it makes hilarity it more realistic ensues, what you know? they do yeah. like i will invite you to my home it's like you can't make that be the no. last decision like they have to have already had Gone this connection it. you know and yeah the pillows yes <laughs> Yeah, he. I mean, Dell. Like, I think a cool thing about his character, and it's summed up in that monologue. But even you know, throughout the movie, I think he really only has one moment where he's just like, "All right, I might be annoying," which is just like, "Of course you're annoying," but that's great. That's a good, uh, yeah. good for you for being annoying. Good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not, some people try their hardest not to be annoying, and they just fucking suck now. Yeah. You know. Um, yeah. It's 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 a good it's a good movie. They're fun characters. They're they're like proto to to many other characters and their their lineage now you know 
Um, it makes me think about how like groundbreaking Dumb and Dumber is, where they're just like instead of having a straight man, yeah, we we just have two of these dudes two, now. Two of these, oofs. It's just insane. Yeah, I think uh, when I was taking improv classes one time, my teacher was just like, so I feel like you don't understand the straight man concept of a lot of these scenes. I was like, how you mean? He was just like, you just start off as a normal character and then you become insane. Mm -hmm. I was like, this is a good note. (laughs) It just makes me think about that. But it makes me think about the ways that it could work. But this is like, you know, on a script writing level, this movie is like so good. It's so just like, it feels like just very classic. It's very tight. Yeah. It's very yeah. like obviously he's letting these two masters of comedy from two different comedy fields just really fucking go at it. They feel yeah. like real people. Like it it's that superstardom with John Candy and Steve Martin where you're never going to forget that that's Steve Martin. And you're never yeah. going to forget that that's John Candy, but they embody these they put so much of themselves in these characters that it kind of doesn't matter. Like, you still know that it's Neil and it's Dell. It's not Steven and, and John. But there's there's enough believability in their performances that it doesn't really matter. It's the Tom Cruise thing, where it's like, Tom Cruise is just very good at playing characters that just look like Tom Cruise, and you're aware it's Tom Cruise, but you don't care. You're just like, well, I hope Tom Cruise doesn't die. Like, that's yeah. that's just kind of the energy of it. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of movies, like, they kind of have to be... That way, I mean, that's like how you get like the butts in the seat, you know. Like, I feel like with this movie, it's like you don't want to see these two actors be not themselves or what sure. we or what we know that their careers are. I think that's similar. It's like, I mean, you know, for me, I want more Tom Cru- Tom Cruise movies with that motherfucker acting and he doing like, yeah, yeah. I know, want more because he's so, cause we'll, he's so we'll good there. at it. He just know? needs to he needs to let himself get old. He needs to stop dyeing his hair. He needs to stop taking the the syringe of yeah. He just needs to let himself get old and kind of just step away for a few years. But you know he's he's still young enough where he's got enough Mission Impossible impossible missions in him. Yeah, he could be forty five for another forty five years. He'll get there. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, like you know, seeing him. I mean, I think that's like you know, that's another subsect of that's an interesting discussion of like you know of the actors who you see like you know. You go to a lot of these movies, or general audiences go to a lot of these movies, because it's like, no, I want to see them, be them, but in the desert now. Yes. You know? But, like, you know, for, for us, or a lot of times, you know, we, we praise the times where it's like, did you see Adam Sandler was not as Adam Sandler as he usually is? Or, or you know, that's a weirder example. Sure. Um, or even, like, um, oh, like, Jim Carrey is being not so Jim Carrey mm-hmm. in this movie. That is very cool to see. Mm-hmm. I mean, and like with Tom Cruise, like you remember Tom Cruise was set to be the Cliff Booth character. Oh, was he really? And it it wasn't like Leo and Tom. Like it was like Quentin Tarantino had like, he had two, he had two like pairings. He was like, he had Leo and Brad and then he had Tom Cruise as Cliff Booth and someone else that we've never found out who it is as um, uh, Rick Dalton. I wonder who. I wonder what. But that it's like, and then like Tom like. Cruise, Tom Cruise passed on it, or the other person passed on it. It just didn't happen. And yeah. then Brad Pitt ends up winning Best Supporting Actor for this role, and it's like this huge moment in his character actor career. And it's like that could have been Tom Cruise, and I think that Tom Cruise like would have done just as interesting stuff with it, maybe yeah. even more. Like who knows? Like it's it's very interesting that Tom Cruise came that close to maybe breaking into breaking back into doing these independent character actor movies 
as opposed to these kind of big blockbuster action-led franchises. I mean, there's still like, you know, there's a lot of good examples of, it's, it's interesting this turn into a Tom Cruise talk, <laughs> but uh, hey, that's fine. It is interesting to think about the movies where he has like done things you wouldn't expect, you know, yeah. like, like Live, Die, Repeat is a very cool way of seeing what he usually does, but it's kind of like aware of like Tom Cruise-isms. Mm-hmm. But then there's like Interview with a Vampire where he's just like, I'm the gayest vampire. And it's like, yay, the gayest vampire. vampire, And it's great. And it's like, yeah, he's got like his run, like Magnolia, Collateral, Vanilla Sky, Jerry Maguire. Like these are movies that kind of messed around with the Tom Cruise idea. Um, Much in the same way. Tropic Thunder, I think is a good one. Exactly, yeah. Where he's like started loosening up and having some fun. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I mean, you know, and and there's something to be said about... Both versions, like, you know, people who are so good at their job that that, like, you know, they do what they do. And audiences, you know, they they will sell billions of dollars because people are just like, I love seeing this guy do what he does. That's what I'm signing up for. But then it's always it's always interesting to see them pivot and like, you know, a lot of it's like seeing a character actor not be a character actor. And you're like, oh, yeah, they're like good at acting. Mm -hmm. That's why they're so good at doing the one thing because they know how to do mad shit, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, planes, trains, and, planes, trains and automobiles. Auto- automobiles, man. They it's start class. out on it's a plane, cool. they go on a train, then they're then on they're a on bus, a lot then they're on a car. Yeah. Automobiles. Yeah. Automobiles. Automobiles. Plural. Um, I like that green car that they had that got all fucked up. That was a cool yep. car. And again, um, very Tommy Boy. Like, Tommy Boy does that exact thing where, like, the car just yeah, getting the car destroyed, destroyed as they go yeah. on. Yeah. It is very similar to Tommy. I mean, Tommy Boy is very similar to... Yeah, uh, but Tommy Boy doesn't have any holiday affiliate, does it? No, I don't believe no? so. No, and I—that's I, another thing that I think is just a stroke of genius in this. It's like you could very easily make this a Christmas movie, and John Hughes is like, "Nah, Thanksgiving." Now it, it is, is the Thanksgiving movie. Like instead of just being another Christmas movie, he has created it's, a Thanksgiving. It's funny movie. because by nature of it being so close to Thanksgiving time, Christmas stuff is up everywhere. Yes. And it's funny because it's like, you have to like, I have to remind myself watching. It's like, oh no, he's going home for Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving, yes. Despite there being so much just like, he's, you know, it's like Christmas in New York when he's in Yeah, because it's, it's, it's Thanksgiving weekend. Everybody's <clears throat> about to like reset in there. Right. Yeah. And now we do that like October 4th. Yeah. Well, I, feel, I, feel like, I feel like now in like pandemic times, like people are just grasping at like whatever straws can bring them happiness. So it was like November 1st and people were just like, it's fucking Christmas now. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. I, I mean, I've been the first to say like, this was the first year. Like I love Christmas. I really do. Yeah. And, but I love Halloween. And this year, Halloween really got kind of morphed into something that didn't really interest me as much, but uh, I have been really looking forward to Christmas this year. Ever since like, like August, I just been like, man, <laughs> Christmas is going to be so good. People are going to be fucking nice to each other because they have to be. And it's just going to be like, it's kind of like, it's going to snow. And everybody's going to be so fucking nice. And there's going to be like all those songs on the radio. And it's just going to be nice. I'm excited there. I'm excited for there to be the like, uh, the weather related and also (laughs) just like socially acceptable versions of like, being in seclusion now because yes. like over the summer it was yes. like you're playing the guilt game where yes. you're just like that's cases like, are down around here yeah, I remember can, I can like hang a little bit in march know? it was kind of easy to just stay in for those yeah, two it's weeks like, it's like all right and then yeah. in the summer it was just like 
I guess I'll risk my life to get a coffee. I don't fucking know. I mean, I'm totally down with becoming like a pod civilization. Like, we all just stay in our houses and we never leave. I mean... I, I liked leaving for the for the few months where that was kind of okay, and now we're we're entering. Uh, it's becoming less okay. Well, <laughs> again, it's not becoming so great again. Yes. And it's like, well, so that's why you know if, if there's a snow day, it's just like I guess I'll do what I'm supposed to do and just stay home. Yeah, which is which is fine, and I like that. Or like I'll go for a walk, and ain't gonna be nobody fucking outside. Sure, because you know, I'll be the crazy person going. For I walk. mean, that's one of the things I did uh, when I. When the when the first lockdown hit, I um, you know, and it's so funny that we're already entering the stage where it's like, where were you when the lockdown happened? Like, how did you deal with those yeah. two weeks? And my story is so interesting because D was D had just went over to Europe to, to 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 visit friends, like three or four days before the lockdown happened. So she was over there for two weeks, the initial two weeks that everything was locked down, and I was home alone with my cats, and yeah. so I was the one like I went out and got like enough food for like two or three weeks to like be able to like just stay in the house and stuff in quarantine. And like, I would just like in the middle of the night, my sleep schedule was all fucked up. So I'd wake up at like three o'clock in the morning and I would just like go for a walk around my neighborhood and nobody would be around. And it would just be like, I feel like I'm on another fucking planet. Like this is crazy. Yeah, but it's like cool though. I mean, like you know, I, I like late night walks. I might even go on one tonight. We'll see. Hey, there's uh, there's chickpea tacos or quesadillas. I'm not sure. I want to make later. Hey, I was thinking, you know, if I may, if now, I may, now we're talking about. Please, please go ahead. Quesadillas. I was thinking quesadillas. The thing is, I mm. thought about the quesadilla idea after I bought the little tortillas. Mm. You understand what I mean? Just so make, I can make, make a bunch of make a little bunch of mini. That's the thing. Yeah. The main, the other issue that we've come into, okay, now on quesadilla talk, yes, the uh, the, the past time I've made chickpea quesadillas, which came out great, uh, it was <laughs> a Hello Fresh, great. okay, it's Hello Fresh recipe, yes, and uh, they required like tomato paste. You had a Hello Fresh recipe, but, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, you had a Hello Fresh account, yeah. Oh, that's great. Sponsor, yeah. My good friend and his and his longtime partner got uh-huh. me a Hello Fresh uh, gift. For for Christmas and, wow. and it was like six weeks worth. Yeah, that's really, six weeks. That's a that's a really good gift. It is a really good gift. That's I recommend. Great. It. I almost wish we were. What did you by... What did you get them? In return, uh, I th- I got them stuff. I forget now. You uh, they should remember. <laughs> I remember what they got me. I don't even remember what I got. <laughs> I knew. <it> was the- <laughs> I'm a better gift giver because it's just like once it's gone, it's like that's mm-hmm. what you deal with that. I think I got him a dog. Um, so cool. the the recipe they sound really nice. I'd love to meet them one day. They're great. Two of the nicest people I know. Well, one of them is. Okay. So there's uh, tomato paste that you would like kind of use as like the binder to kind of make the chickpeas into more of like a solid thing. Mm-hmm. I forgot all about that. So they're gonna be. I'm gonna you know saute them. They're gonna be nice and crispy. But they, there needs to be something to, to bind them. So I was like, I buy avocados. I'm going to make a guacamole, right? Yeah. Put the guacamole on the top. And then you put the, 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 the roasted chickpeas on there, fold it up, bada bing, bada boom. I'm just, I'm worried. I got six fucking avocados because I'm out of my damn mind. I got three because I was like, uh. these are not ready yet. Uh. These are not ready yet. And I got another three where I'm like, I think this is guac town. Go for it. So we're going to see what happens. Um, I mean, this is the stuff that people pay for, man. 
I think so. And now they just know a, a killer, a potentially killer. I don't know. It's maybe it's terrible. <laughs> an, uh, a, an aloof <laughs> recipe for <laughs> guacamole mini quesadillas. Mini quesadillas. Yeah, I sure. think everyone's just like. I mean, I like those things separately. Someone's listening in California. They're just like, "Fuck, I got those mini." Right. That's what I should do. <laughs> Fuck. I got that. Um, and that's and that's a that's another episode of quesadilla talk. Back to planes, planes, trains, and automobiles. Yeah, Um, it's, uh, you know, it's it's good. It's one of those things where I was like, oh, cool. This will be a nice crisp episode. Uh, I was sure that you were going to like it, at least even minimally. I do like it. Yeah, it's it's just, uh, it's it's one of those movies that's insanely special to me. There's very few movies that I watch so many times. Like, Back to the Future, Who Framed Roger Rabbit, Empire Strikes Back, Halloween. Yeah. Um... Like, these are movies that I just watch over and over and over again because they're just some of the best comfort food that I possibly have. And Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, luckily, just like every Christmas, I'm like, you know, I like watching Star Trek movies around Christmas, so I'll always pick a random Star Trek movie. And I like watching, you know, I'll pick a couple random Christmas movies, whether it's like, you know, a couple Shane Blacks or just like National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. You have so much variety in this, but with Thanksgiving, like there's really not a whole lot of great. There's not. There's really no great movies about Thanksgiving. No, except for it's planes, trains, and automobiles. Like Home for the Holidays again is like a very good movie, and it's got a fucking jacked up Robert Downey Jr. Uh, it's one of his like last <laughs> roles, and he literally says he doesn't remember making it because he was just so fucking geeked out on heroin the entire time. Ooh. Of his own volition, he has said this. Iron Man himself. I, I am, and we all know that he had his issues, yeah. which which he used allegorically as inspiration for Iron Man 2 when he had alcoholism for, for mm-hmm. 10 minutes of that movie. Yeah. Well, because he wanted to build a suit around the world, Robbie. Around the world. It's a good thing that Iron Man 3 is really good. Yes. it's Iron uh, Man 2 the best is one. not that good. No. Oh. You think so? I mean, I Iron Man One. Iron Man One's just so like it is. Mm. It is. Mm. I know. Yeah, it is. And Iron Man Three is it's better. bold, man. It's bold. It's That's bold, bold take. It's a bold take. Even even with the ending where they're just like all the Iron Man suits, you fucking pig. <laughs> no, because that ending works if you just it remove works, yeah. the bullshit that happens in Avengers: Age of Ultron because they had to do it. Like they're just, and I love the yeah. tenacity Joss Whedon does, where he's just like, well, I can't just fucking. He's just back in it, all right? Like, shut up. That's what you want, Stop. right? Just leave me alone. There's a there is there's this thing going on on Twitter right now where it's like, name something that feels like blank but isn't actually blank, and it's you know there okay. and insert many a thing, and there is one that's like insert a scene that feels like it's Academy Award winning but isn't, mm-hmm. and it was the scene in Age Age Ultron where uh, Ultron's all like fucked up and there's only one left and he's having the dialogue with a uh, Vision about like the fear of death and being like painfully naive and I was yeah. like damn that scene does fucking slap it does yeah That's and really I would good say stuff. I would say even the uh the monologue scene in Planes Trains and Automobiles is like that <laughs> it really yeah. is like a moment where it's just like he just grabs Steve Martin's doing his thing and you're laughing and you're like oh he's making fun of this big oaf and stuff like this this guy has been nothing it really is the moment where John Candy where Dell's character becomes the secondary character and not just supporting because yeah. up until then we're following Steve Martin and he's our lead and then at that moment we're, we'd like have his back and we're like yeah this guy's been fucking everything up for our boy 
yeah, fuck this yeah. guy. And then he's just like, I don't know why you're being so mean to me. Like, I didn't do any of that stuff on purpose. And all I'm trying to do is be nice. And I yeah. did all this stuff for you. And honestly, it doesn't matter to me what you think about me if that's how you're going to treat someone that you think of like that. Because I like me and people like me and I know what I'm worth. Yeah. So whatever. I mean, and you're like just the... like, he is now the secondary lead and we are following them both. I mean, you know, in that scene right before his monologue, like what's the last thing you would expect for that character to do is to right. stick up for himself. Exactly. So it's like, it's exactly. really, and it's really cool to see. Cause you're like, Oh, I didn't know, you know, I'm not sure what an audience member would expect in that moment. I think for me, I was just like, I think I thought he was going to fold and be sad. And that would right. be, you know, he'd be sad until he was st- stupid later or right. something. And that's, instead, he he stuck up for himself until he was stupid yeah. later. Yeah, and that's like a lot like what you said. Like, it, it, that's the moment. Right after that, they're friends. Like, their friendship grows. They're friendlier. They're friendlier, sure. yeah. but like, that, their friendship grows. But right after that, it's like, you know, they have that whole interaction where they wake up and they're cuddling. And all of a sudden, they realize, like, he's got his hands between his ass. And they just like, yeah. oh, Oh, what you think of that Bears game last night? Yeah. It's like it's funny. Like it's just it like is this funny. is good. Um, yeah, there's so much gross shit. In this there's movie, so too. much gross shit in this. Movie. It's like he's either, a gross little the, boy. He is a gro- he's gross. That's giant like man. another thing that makes me laugh every single time is the um, with him like clearing his sinuses and then he's just like. <laughs> like it's just like oh, it's so. It's I think so the one, funny, and that's I think the, thing the one that, that really him. got me was the uh, the socks in the sink. Oh yeah, and he's but then he warns him like just too late. And he's like, "Oh, yeah, take my yeah. socks out of the sink it's if you're so gonna brush your gross. teeth." It's so funny. Uh, Steve Martin's a fucking snack in this movie too, dude. Him really? in the shower, yeah, I was just like, "Holy shit, yeah, you're ripped!" Yeah. For what? For why? For what reason? Because well, they just didn't eat food back then. Like they I guess so. They're on a cocaine diet. And yeah, it's just like loads of cocaine. Yeah, and just like no time <laughs> to stop and eat. Um, yeah, you, I was just like, you're looking good, Steve Martin. Another thing, was, I, I mean, he yeah. kind of looks the same now, anyway. Very true. Well, he just did he just go gray when he was 15, and uh, yeah, in that movie he was like 20 years old, and yeah, now. yeah, yeah. He's I think he's like in his like 30s or 40s in that movie, and it was only yeah. 30 years ago, so yeah, yeah. Um, the uh, I love also they're having been with Diana now for um about eight years uh we we watch it usually watch it together in november because i watch it every year and she's typically in my house uh when i'm watching it typically uh our house ours i'm gonna get in trouble for that i think she you know you sometimes you misspeak you misspoke i love you diana unless unless you meant it before I did fucking mean it. No, I didn't fucking mean it. <laughs> Shit, don't fucking dig me into it. Fuck, 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 uh, But no, like, usually, like, we'll end up watching things together. So she's watched Planes, Trains, and Automobiles with me multiple times. And yeah. I've had some conversation. And she watched the ending with me today because she came down after working and caught the end. And she brought up, again, like, she's always just like, she's, like, the wife is so fucking sad at the end. And it's, like, crazy. She and I, really I, I have, like, a... I have like a theory about it, which I think is kind of baked into the text, but maybe not fully, um, which is that she maybe doesn't think that Steve Martin is having an affair, but she thinks that he doesn't care about their family anymore because he's been away so much. And that him saying like, 
oh, all of this stuff is happening. I don't think that she's fully believing it. Like at the beginning she is, but the more stuff keeps happening, she's like, is he just trying to get out of coming back to see the family because he doesn't want to be a part of it anymore? And when he finally does get back, it's a surprise. And she's like, you do care. You do care about the family. So he's grown outside of her seeing all of that, but also she herself has kind of had her faith in him renewed, even unbeknownst to him. Like he's aware, like I've been away for a while. I need to focus in on this. I need to love my wife because Dell lost his and look at him. I don't want to be like that. I want to love my wife while I have her. And I think it's a really interesting thing that most comedies, especially comedies, but most movies don't really do with kind of, you know, D plot characters. Like her character is really just there to motivate the main story. Like he has to get back to her and the family. And we cut back to her every now and then, but like she's progressively getting sadder and sadder. And then finally she's just happy to see him. And I think it's a very sweet moment to end on with Dell just like smiling at them too. And just being like, man, I hope, I hope all the three of us can fuck. <laughs> That's she was really sad. Cause it's just like one husband isn't enough. Yes. If I had two, Oh, look, One look, of honey, them would be here. Right I, I now. brought you an, a second husband for early Christmas. <laughs> it's like, oh my god, I can't wait to Eiffel Tower later. And the kids you are like, now we're also going to France. To him. <laughs> or no, we now belong to him. Belong this to is him. our new. <laughs> He's our honey. This is Dell. We now belong to him. <laughs> what? Oh, hey, how's it going? I really, I really do think that they go on to all fall in love. It is interesting observation that now in retrospect, and now that you cleared up, it was like, yeah, she is really fucking sad. Yeah, and <laughs> I think like, it's because like she's know. been neglected. Uh, yeah, you know, he's I mean, unintentionally he in... neglected them yeah. for so long, and that's you know his arc that he has to get over. But I think that it's yeah. a very sweet moment. I agree. I I almost wonder why there isn't more like um, fuel there, but I guess like you know you you. You picked up on it enough to where you it's all, like, you watch out. it enough times and it gets there yeah. because I think it's also if they if they focused in on it too much more it's distracting. It's a lot like the goofy stuff. Like there's a perfect amount there, yeah. and it's like you you kind of want more, but you're also like it's fine the way it is. Like don't don't fuck with it. Right. Also, yeah. also, Robbie, please. <laughs> What do you got? Robbie, you remember the scene when they're in the truck with the dog? And then they're all frozen and they cut to the two of them really cold? And then they cut to the dog and the dog's like like re- like frozen and really oh, when cold. The dog like comes out of the hay. No, like, like when good. he's like really after frozen that, and cold. <laughs> Robbie. I remember. There's a lot of good Robbie. goofs. There's plenty of good goofs in the movie. A lot of goofs in it. It's really a funny. lot of good goofs. It's a funny movie. I love the uh, the earring selling scene. Um, yeah, it's another shot that makes me just laugh all the time, and I don't know why. Uh, it's actually a little dark, but like uh, I don't think it's intended that way. So it's more <clears> me <throat> than the movie. But where yeah. he's like, where he gives the earrings to like the three young girls, and he's just like, they make you look older. You could easily pass for. 18, oh, 19, yeah. and they were just and like, they just hand over the money. I'm just yeah. like, this is a good joke. It's, yeah, it's a weird. Good I like joke. it. <laughs> and all yeah. the different things he says, like the clear ones, like these are filled with helium, so they're very light. And like, oh, these are made out of like Chinese pearl ivory. It's yeah. just like really great shit. Um, yeah, ah, love it. Yeah, he's a good grifter and a sweet and a sweet guy. 
Sweet boy, but knows how to get it done. Knows how to get mm-hmm. it done. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's uh, it's trains. Wait. Yeah, trains, planes. No. Fuck. It's planes, trains. Planes, trains, automobiles. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, That's just that. remember Paul Thomas Anderson, PTA. It's the same thing. It is PTA, you're right. Yeah. I wrote PTA on my on my schedule because I for this and I was just like, am I going to the parent teacher assembly? <laughs> Robbie. <laughs> Robbie. <laughs> Woo. Boy. Boy. Robbie. I hope people like this episode. I think people are gonna like it. I think it. they'll like it. If you're if you're signing like for the members only it, thing, so I don't know. yeah, that's true. That's that true. Yeah. That is not uh, in question. Yeah, no, that isn't arguable. Uh, I'd assume you know the people who paid the money for for this shit. Sure, they got it. This is that is, is that what the last like five minutes of the episode is going to be about? Us discussing why people probably so like you think people the like thing it? that they're listening to right now. We like, like everyone now is thinking like. It. Well, I guess, yeah, I guess I liked it. I've made it this far. I'm invested. I mean, it, maybe it's even a little bit more than that. They're just like, I mean, I I stuck around. So I guess, yeah, I did like it. Or maybe they just don't like it and they want to be able to... Maybe they don't like listening to stuff that they like. I don't know. People people are weird. A lot of people listen to this. I, I don't know. The exclusive content, not as many, but a bunch of weirdos sure. out there listening to this stuff. I don't get it, but thank you for... Thank you. I, I mean, I appreciate it. Yes, I very much do. It's 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 I wonder very if humbling. We have any, I wonder if we have any enemies that listen. Definitely. Who, like, don't like story screen. And Definitely. Like, I fucking hate. I fucking hate this. Fucking podcast. hate these guys. He does. He's never seen a movie. This guy. And I'm like, that's part of my thing. That's part of the bit. We worked it in. We worked it into the bit. That's part of my thing. Mm-hmm. Also, then now I have seen some movies. So, you know, what you gonna have do? you ever seen any of the Twilight movies? No. I was thinking about watching those for Christmas time. Are they Christmas movies? I know there's like snow in some of them. Yeah. Can't watch Harry Potter this Christmas. No. You can't. No, I'll watch, I mean you I'll can, watch, but you just can't just don't tell anybody. I'll watch uh I'll watch Lord of the Rings, the uh the Biden Harris of the uh the Wizarding World movies. I don't know if I you know I think the what is the Biden Harris of? Where it's is Lord this, of like, the Rings. These are good, but I didn't choose this. Uh, like, because like Lord of the Rings is just like they're masterpieces. Is Biden? You're saying Biden Harris is a, like I voted for them. I think they're great. Mm-hmm. Masterpiece. Who's to say? Let's remains, find. Let's find out. Remains, remains to be to seen. Be seen. Remains see. to be seen. They could kick ass. Well, they could kick ass. That's true. You can't count them out yet. I mean. I won't count on that at all. No, I. I if there's, if there's one I thing do, I know, do great. if there's one thing I know about politics, it's oh. that when one side really fucks shit up, and the other, like to the point where it's like it's never been this fucked up almost in history. Yeah. The other side, when they get in, they're just kind of like, "All right, so we really need to make an example because this shit's messed up." I mean, I it, they, it's, yeah. it's possible, like, political corner right now, but it's possible we might never have another Republican president uh, for, like, the next two decades because of this. Because the, the mean, party that... is demolished. There's no one. Like, who would they run? 
Like, think of that for Paul, a second. Paul, Paul Ryan. Like, yeah, he's not going to fucking win. Nobody liked him when he was, like, the Speaker of the well, House. Well, like, if you position him to be, like, this younger Republican, they, they have to change their fucking image. That's, right? yeah. Right. They have to change their image. They need to do something that, like, was almost Mitt Romney, but even, like, younger and, like, maybe, like, the young Republican, I think, is a way that they could start to to steal, you know, brainwash the minds of many. Sure. Um, I mean, and the Republican also, Party does have some, you know, attributes to it that would be beneficial towards the country. It's just uh, not all of them, definitely. And well, uh, most of, of those shit. Democrats are already doing anyway. So fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah no, exactly. I anyway. The thing is, Trumpism isn't going anywhere. Sure. And because the GOP sold their souls to Trumpism. Yes. Yeah, they might be fucked now. Yes. But we shall see. Yeah, I, I, I and back, bringing it back to planes, trains, and automobiles. I really, yeah, I think li- Dell. I think Dell voted for Trump. I really like it when Dell, <laughs> when Dell turns into when he, when he turns into like the manifestation of the Trump presidency in the car when they're going between the two trucks. Oh right, and it's just like just getting smashed on the sides. Yeah, but they'll get the, They got there. They got there. They got there. They got there. Yeah, I think Dell would be a Trump supporter, but I do think uh, Neil is comes across as a Democrat and talks about how he's like, yo, I'm going to vote for, for Biden Harris. But then when he gets to the booth, Oh, he's one of those you think. Yeah. I'm having deja vu. I think I made this joke with whatever the last movie. we saw. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know if I was there for that one. I don't know. I think you were, you're part of this deja vu. So this Uh-oh. mini stroke, this little stroke in my mind. Yeah. That's just so. weird chemicals being secreted that give you the same feeling as remembering something. You never actually did it. Your brain's just skipping, and it's like leaking. That's all it is. Don't worry about it. It does it all the time. I do secrete often. You ever think about the fact that your organs keep doing all the stuff when you're asleep? Yeah. John Candy is a really good actor. Um, It sucks that he's dead. It sucks that he was never able to really age into getting to do some stuff in his later years. Especially because, you know, I mean, he's he's one of like that crew, like, you know, Belushi and these people that just like didn't age out, um, you know, uh, Greta, not Greta Gerwig. Jesus, I always, <laughs> always fucking do that. Um, and now I've knocked it out of my fucking head. God damn it. Uh, it Gil- Gilda Radner. Uh, that's an interesting switch. <laughs> sorry. Yeah. Um, it's it, like these people that were just kind of taken before their time. Uh, when they really could have been back to this kind of Tom Cruise thing that we were talking about, like where where you get older and you can kind of shift gears. You take like a break and then you come back. It's kind of like what Jennifer Lawrence is doing right now. Yeah. It's like you and you just get to come back and kind of redefine yourself using kind of like the stardom that you have uh, mm. to like kind of like, you know, cash the check. You know, to just kind of be like, I can kind of be whatever I want to be now. I just need to make sure that it's something that I that I want to do. Even bringing it back to Twilight, that's something that Robert Pattinson's been doing for a long time, where he's like both, distancing. Both and he's doing it a little better, but well, that's because he's a man. Um, he's got yes, more opportunities. True. Um, Unfortunately, true. You know, I watched uh, uh, Kristen Stewart's um, uh, uh, movie Seaberg. Uh, it's actually pretty cool. Not a whole lot happens in it, um, and it's yeah. not all that uh, fulfilling, but it's an entertaining movie. 
I remember hearing that that one was pretty good. She's great in it. I also watched yeah. Underwater, and she's fantastic in that. Wait, that no, movie's a lot of fun. That's the one I hear. That's Underwater, the one I hear good yeah. things about. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty good. Uh, it's just it's got T.J. Miller in it, and uh, he doesn't die soon enough. Like I was hoping he would be like one of the first to go, and then I could move on. But he he sticks around for a while, so kind of sucks. Is that that's a newer movie too? And he's in it. It's like the last movie he made right before. Everything kind of like blew up. He, tra- he trained to Busan his girlfriend. Jesus fucking Christ! What a fucking dipshit. He's a piece of shit. Remember when he was in um? Oh my God, he's in uh, uh Ready Player One. Yeah, I remember we were just like, I, really, I wish you weren't. <laughs> yeah, it's like <laughs> I wish it wasn't you. It'd be good if it wasn't you. Remember when he was in the Emoji movie? That fucking idiot. <laughs> I did not even see. I did not see that. And he's in Deadpool. That was one too, where I was just like, I just wish it was. Couldn't they? Couldn't they CG, CGI you out like they did um, Kevin Spacey in like his last movie? They're just like, we're just gonna take him. Oh, out. just get Christopher Plummer to play T.J. Miller's part in Deadpool. <laughs> in Deadpool, <laughs> fucking into it. Fucking into it. That's a movie I'd fucking watch. All right, Bird, do you have anything else to say about uh, uh, p- pl- um, Paul Thomas Anderson? Trains, planes, trains, and automobiles. Flies, rails, and cars. Wow. Jets. Wow. <laughs> Jets, carts, and cars. I don't know. Uh, it's a great fucking movie, and I'm really glad you dug it, and I'm glad that we could great. share this moment to talk about it. It's a movie that... It's one of those, it's just a type of movie that you really don't like dissect and discuss openly because you just kind of take it at face value. Like, oh yeah, I like that. Everybody seems to like that. It's funny. It's got a lot of heart. It's got good performances. Okay, that's it. And I think like diving in just as deep as you can with like just kind of the scene by scene of like what works so well in this. Like I think at the end of the day, I just don't think that there's anything about this movie that doesn't work. And that's how you make like a really fucking perfect movie. It's not the best movie, but for what it is, I think it's the most perfect version of that. And that's really fucking cool and sweet to have. I mean, it's certainly impactful, right? Definitely. And like, and you know, we only have so many John Hughes movies, so it like has a special place in that repertoire as well. Yeah. It's a special movie and it's special, it's, it's special in its little place in cinema history that cannot be denied. Yeah. It's more memorable than getting to the Greek, and that's a very similar type of movie. Yeah, that's got Russell Brand in it. Yeah, I haven't seen. Is getting to the Greek good? I never saw getting to the Greek. Is that good? No. Due date's not that good either, right? Due date's actually pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, I like due date. Getting to the Greek though, yeah, that was a weird one. Yeah. They're like, let's take the two side characters from forgetting Sarah Marshall. But one uh, of them isn't playing the character he played in Sarah Marshall. Is he not? I thought he's he was not. The same. He's not. Jonah Hill That's is not playing weird. the same character. But Russell Brand compl- is. But Russell Brand is. After the events of forgetting Sarah Marshall, yeah, it's fucking weird. That's a choice. Well, this has been another episode of. Cool takes. Uh, ooh, hey, uh. Uh, if you're here, then you know that, you know, Story Screen podcasts are around and you probably really dig them. We appreciate that. Uh, stay subscribed. We have more content coming at you. More exclusives. We got, uh, did you, did, have we announced what the, the new podcast you and Burn are doing? No. Should, uh, I, should I mums the word? I think we maybe haven't, but uh, no, yeah, we're doing, um, that's why we recorded this one real quick because typically we do it on the uh, the fifteenth, but we're we're taking a month 
to get prepared because we are going to be covering the filmography of one Tony Collette. We're going to be going through her filmography, picking out about you know, four or five movies at a time, covering a main one and kind of talking about all the other stuff and just going through this um, this amazing thespian's just uh, career. Uh, we're pretty we're pretty stoked to do that, but we got a lot of preparation to do uh, to get oh, that first episode ready. And uh, so we're just going to push that to uh, mid-December and uh, we're going to be kicking ass. Yeah, and as you may already know, listeners, we have... The entire backlog of The Right Stuff, which is the Edgar Wright retrospective with young Mike Burge and young Miranda Government White. When we also have Colette stuff coming. Uh, we also have the Stalking Carpenter, Carpenter retrospective. Um, so yeah, a lot of shows all the time talking about talking about movies. And then we also have our regular stuff, which you can find on the usual spots. SoundCloud, Apple, Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify, Stitcher. Gotta love it. Soon to be YouTube. All the shit. All the good stuff, baby. We got All it out there. Shit. All right. Well, Mike, thank you for joining me. Thank you for having me. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving to you. And thank you, listeners, for listening. And whatever you end up doing this holiday season, be safe and eat a turkey. Unless you don't eat turkey, then eat whatever the, f- whatever the fuck you Yeah, you're a vegetarian. Like. What are you going to be doing for Thanksgiving? I'm, I'll eat carbs, baby. Mashed potatoes, mac and cheese, green beans. I don't fucking know. Wow, that sounds nice. Yeah. My mom is aware of... Uh, my vegetarian. She asked me the other day. She's like, "What do you so so you, <laughs> you don't eat meat?" And I was like, "Yeah." She's like, All right, "We'll figure it out." I was like, "Cool, cool." You feeling good? I feel good. You look good. Make thanks, man. Yeah. You look great too. Thanks, man. And you still get to eat meat. Look at you. I eat meat all the time. I'm about to go eat some sausage right now. Ooh la la! Yeah, yeah, baby. Cool. So we'll. Uh, all right. Bye. Bye, guys. <laughs> Happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> Serious, 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 serious,